<laughs> sure. Well, not not me, like you, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I just, I think it's so funny because, like, I mean, you heard about the glasses thing, right? Well, I haven't heard, like, the extent of it, but I know this dude doesn't wear them when he's supposed to. So, all right, for the longest time, right, as long as I've known Scott, which has been five, maybe six years now, right? Yeah. I've never seen this dude in glasses unless they were sunglasses, but he would always, like, squint, right? And so, finally, between his friends and his girlfriend, everybody gave him enough shit, and he finally went to the optometrist. Okay. Turns out this dude is blind as a fucking bat, like, (laughs) almost as bad as me, right? Okay. And, uh... (laughs) And it's just so funny because, like, it, like, dawned on me. I was like, oh, my God, all those times fucking make sense. He can't play first-person shooters. He's <laughs> fucking blind. And yeah. so now whenever he's doing bad at Halo, we just go, Scott, are your glasses on? Get your fucking glasses on, bro. <laughs> yeah. I just, dude, I don't know. It's just everything just finally made sense. But even when he wears them, it's just, it doesn't help much. It's a little... A little upsetting. <laughs> for show, for show, for show. All right, hold on. Let me make sure everything looks good and sounds good, and then we'll get it, get it, get it, get it cracking. You know. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, hold up again. Wait a minute. But, oh God! All right, it looks good and sounds good to me. I want to make sure all my box are checked along the way and then we should be good to get it cracking make sure we're good sounds coming in just fine oh Odie, thank you for the follow appreciate it um that was new all right so gabe are you ready um, I think this is the part where I give you like a really short answer. It's like, yeah. And then you go like, okay. And then, you know, we sit in silence and the, the little thing, the little song goes. The bah, 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 bah. Well, when, I'm, when I'm feeling up to inserting it. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's hilarious. I just, the, my favorite thing about like working in post is it's like golf and I hate golf, but uh-huh. I love post work. Right. And it's okay. like the, the ideal is to have the least amount of post work possible you get in you get the fuck out and publish your whatever you're doing right correct i just i think that's funny but yeah i think i'm ready well i actually well like a total side note and i don't mean to prolong this this pre-roll but um the reason why i haven't really been using it is because for whatever reason i can't tell why but it sounds like shit when i insert it into the feed after the fact Hmm. i wonder what um kind of signal you're getting out of the recording from twitch OBS? yeah well no i'm talking no i'm talking about when i insert it directly into the feed like not even like running it through twitch i'm talking about at, like post when i actually tried to enter it for whatever yeah. for whatever reason it doesn't um it doesn't sound doesn't sound the way that I, it used to i wonder if the bit rate is different on the two files, and then it tries to auto-convert the intro to a lower one, which I'm assuming is what the, the, like the, the podcast jargon would be. Yeah, that's that's probably right, but I don't have the time or the energy to even begin to fix that. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Anyway, are you ready? Yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Sega City Kids Podcast, episode number 173. 173. And we are back. On the south side of Chicago, Illinois, this is your boy, Jacob, and of course, as always, my co-host extraordinaire, we have... Me. That's, that's me. 
That's Gabe. I'm the co-host extraordinary. Yeah, you, you would think that after a hundred and some odd episodes that he would have this down to a science, but uh, alas, here we are. <laughs> alas! <laughs> we are back, and uh, it's been about a month, a little under a month, for our most recent show. Um, and basically, Gabe, how have you been, buddy? Good. I've been busy. Um, I just came back from Ohio, did some videography work there. We'll get into that. Okay. Um, it, it's been it's been a mix, but like a good mix of like keeping yourself busy, celebrating the holidays, and just shit like that. So I can't complain too much. It's been been a good month or so. Cool, cool, excellent. And as far as us here at the headquarters, we are good. Uh, Alisana celebrated her fourth birthday, uh, which to me is baff- Crazy. completely baffling. I don't understand where all the time went. Uh, I can't believe how big she's gotten. Uh, we went to the zoo for her birthday, uh, and we had a blast. We had we had a lot of fun. Uh, both sides of the family were there. After that, we had some pizza uh, at at a, at a local joint around here, and we had a you know a good time. Uh, the day before, we actually went to my first Sox game of the year. And anybody who knows me, I'm a gigantic Chicago White Sox fan, uh, but I haven't really had the chance to go yet this year. Finances being what they are, and uh, us finally getting back on our feet, I'm like, you know what? Let's splurge a little bit, right? So uh, we went to a thing called the Sox Crawl, which is much like a beer crawl that you do like at bars in your local area. But uh, the, basically, they opened the stadium about four hours early for us and before the game started. And they had all their little stands and beer places open. And we were able to get in for a little bit cheaper to get our pregame going in the stadium. Uh, surprisingly packed. And I would say it's probably my first big event since the pandemic so um kind of weird i'm not i'm not really sure if i'm used to or ready to get back assimilated into society uh but yeah we had a good time uh fortunately we lost don't get me started uh but we're on a roll we're playoff bound and uh i'm I'm a happy happy boy for now just wait till you see me in october i'm not gonna be so happy i'm gonna be very agitated and angry because i'm a very angry sports fan as we all know so yeah sports <laughs> exactly but other than that we're good we're good we're gucci uh having a having a good old time works great everything's great so it is what it is cool beans cool beans let's um let's do the thing where we dive right into this i guess sure all right so on the notes here right okay i put how do you want to go now let me explain why i put this okay um so i fell down another youtube rabbit hole and it was on the topic of the death penalty, right? Okay. Now, whether or not you support it, whatever. But um, let me give you let me give you the, the short of it, right? Drug manufacturers stop making the uh, they stop selling the mix of drugs for the lethal injection of jails about six years ago. Okay. So what jails have been doing, <clears throat> excuse me, is that they've been making their own cocktails. Now, uh, already bad to start with, but yeah. apparently the lethality of this cocktail is fucking all over the place. Some people survived it. Ooh. Some people, the paralysis part didn't work and they were totally awake as they asphyxiated. Um, some people didn't die for over like six or seven minutes. They were just in agonizing pain because their body could not like retain the oxygen. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. And it's it's a little wild to me, right? Um, and then, you know, just to kind of, like, wrap this up, some states allow you to pick which way you want to go. 
Okay. And I thought that was interesting. So, how would you want to go? In the event that I got the death penalty? Yeah. Um. Uh, man, that's a good question, actually, because as much – I mean, I'm kind of a little bitch, and I think I'd want to go the least painful way possible. <laughs> I have mine picked out. Go ahead. So, and um, I, I think this is the coolest and most humane way, right? Okay. Uh, firing squad. Oh, okay. Firing squad. Put on a blindfold, give me my last cigarette, and we'll call it a day. I think that's fair, actually. You know? I think... Uh, especially now... Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say, especially now, because, like, you know, you think lethal injection, and you're like, oh, it's over in, like, two minutes, right? But it's like, no, dude, like... Apparently, it's gotten, like, really, like, bad. <laughs> they're, they're, tro- so, they're troubleshooting this bitch as we speak. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it's kind of funny because the lethal injection was meant to replace the electric chair, which was seen as inhumane by all yeah. standards. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now it's like, I don't know. We had a system with the firing squad thing for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, now, you know, in today's sort of day and age, it seems like that's still sort of the best way to go out humanely. As far as I know, right? I'm thinking guillotine. Guillotine? Yeah, I think that would be a if, as long as it's like like one of those old school guillotines that come down like super like a fast. Guillotine, right? Yeah, said where it's got to come down fast and hard, and I don't feel anything. And that, my bo- yeah, I'm sure your wife would love that one. I mean, hey, man, you know, if you deserve the death penalty, why not have your head on a stake somewhere? You know. <laughs> yeah, so a little bit of uh, a little bit of morbid talk. What a what one, a fucking way topic to open up the pod. I like it. I, I just, dude, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't know. Even if I was like, you know, fucking Russians invaded, like I'd want to go that way. Fair enough. I think, yeah, I think Fiery Squad would probably just like, like you said, blindfold, turn around, that's it. You know? Yeah, like I said, give me my last cigarette, and then done. On your way, on your way yeah, to the afterlife. You know, it, it's one of those things where it just kind of like seeped into my head like, well, okay. Anyway, let's talk uh, movies, TVs, and books. <laughs> sure. Um, so Candyman is right around the corner. Isn't it uh, out? There isn't, was, isn't it out already? Well, let me let me find out. I haven't I haven't been on the fun side of the internet in a little bit. So you've been on the unfun side of the internet. I've been on the work side of internet. Oh, it is no. out currently. Yeah. It is out currently. Um, okay, so they had this viral um, – I don't want to say viral, but it went viral – marketing campaign where if you went to the Candyman site and you said Candyman, what is it, three or five three, times three in times. your phone? Three times. It would show you the final trailer for it. And I just thought that was so sort of on brand with hmm. what this movie and like lore is. I like it. Yeah, I, I was just like, where was this for like Bloody Mary or like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you have a spooky critter that has a spooky saying, like lean into it. Like sure, gimmicky? All right. Good, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah, I agree. I would have to, I would have to agree with that if I'm being 100 percent honest. That sounds like some shit Kojima would think of. I, what that does actually sound like something Kojima would think of. I, I think we mentioned it on the on a well, way way older um, podcast. But um, for those of you who don't know, for uh, for PT when he was still working mm-hmm, on it, mm-hmm. um, the grand plan was for you to have for for you to sign up with your PlayStation email, mm-hmm. and you would get emails from the game. At, at, at like random times when you hit certain points throughout the story mm-hmm. that would tell you like hey don't go in there or, or like hey like, do this. Just, <laughs> yeah the mind of a madman that's right? so he's fucking he's a lunatic he's, he, a f- he's all over the place but i don't know i just thought it was fun i thought i'd bring it up and what yeah, what are your thoughts what um movie game music uh 
has had the marketing campaign that has impressed you the most? Uh, are we including game? Yes. Uh, Halo 3, hands down, nothing will come close to it. What do they do? Dude, okay, so first of all, let me let me set the scene. Halo 1 was an unexpected, like, war cry of a game. It mm-hmm. came out of nowhere and it took everybody by the balls, right? Correct. Then Halo 2 came out. And Halo 2, uh, I know you didn't play through the story yet, but you should if you ever get bored. Um, it leaves you on a massive massive cliffhanger Mm. right and there was a lot of things they did a lot of good stuff a lot of things that fans were like oh my god like blah 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 when halo 3 came out right the one to finish it all right like the game to wrap up the trilogy which is a lie now but yeah um everybody was already like excited for the last halo but their marketing campaign was they hired older actors and they put them in this fake museum that they built and these dudes were like scripted to be veterans of the human covenant war and so they would see like you know like the alien weapons on display and they'd be like yeah well you know the brutes would use these like this blah 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 Mm -hmm. and do just the music the acting the fucking like seriousness of it all was so on point that every time you saw one of those you just got the chills right down your spine and then you saw the little halo logo and you're like dude i can't fucking wait okay fair enough it was like you want to talk about like marketing genius Halo 3, like, seriously, like, you don't even need to have played Halo 3. If you look up those commercials, hmm. you will get the fucking tone that they were going for. Like, it, it was immaculate, just okay. the execution of it all. Interesting, interesting. Very, very cool. All right, well, I think for me it would probably have to be Cloverfield. Cause I, yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, because I was in the middle of the MySpace madness back then, and it was just everywhere. That and Paranormal Activity. Uh, we're actually, i got to add a topic on here near the end of this because apparently we'll talk about it. Uh, but... Yeah, so that probably be the one that takes 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 the cake for me, but uh, yeah, man, let's uh, what else we got? Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. So, you have recently kind of sort of gotten back into the the Marvel the Marvel thing, right? Because yeah, uh, loosely, sure. Because yeah, you know, for there was a couple of years there where you're just like, you know what, I'm all superheroed out. I'm interested, and I understand, uh, but. Uh, they dropped a new Spider Man trailer recently, right? And now, for whatever reason, um, I a lot of people felt like. We weren't getting any information about this movie, and it's supposed to be coming out relatively soon. And everybody's like, where's the trailer, man? Where's the Marvel trailer, right? And they finally dropped it. And um, basically, it's it's kind of taking a Peter Parker who has been exposed to the world as Spider-Man. Spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't seen the Spider-Man movie. Um and basically, he goes to Doctor Strange and be like, hey, man, like I, I can't do with this attention. There's a reason why I got the secret identity. Let's fix this, right? And while they're trying to fix it, he's like, well, wait, I want all my friends to still know and stuff like that. And he's like, ah, it doesn't work like that. And basically, he got sucked into a uh, a different timeline, I guess. Sort of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like an alternative timeline. Uh, have you seen this trailer? Yes, I have. It looks very good. I'm excited to see the sort of um, strange Spidey interaction, right? Yeah. Um, I, I just love how all the New York motherfuckers were just going wild when we saw the Doctor Strange fit. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my whole thing is that I feel like the sort of precedent of this movie, because you get to see people that are holding up like, oh, like you're a fucking murderer, like you caused all this, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of general crowds folk uh, to Spidey. Um, my whole thing is this This is the president, the precedent that should have been there for Civil War that we never got. Okay. So I'm excited to see this sort of you know, uh, man versus world dynamic or man versus society dynamic brought up again. Okay. Um, 
And I'm hoping that it's not just the first five or ten minutes of the movie and then it's brushed off completely. Like, I want to see people be upset. You know what I mean? Like, okay. uh, the X-Men did it. Not in the movies. It wasn't pulled off well. Civil War, same thing. They have a whole fucking comic arc. Mm-hmm. But movies, wasn't pulled off well. Mm-hmm. I want to see people pissed from supervillains. Okay. And superheroes. But okay. I'm excited. It looks good. It looks fun. I got to catch up on my Spideys because I do intend to watch this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock. They haven't shown us. Oh, how cool yeah. of a reveal was that? Yeah, it was so fucking cool. And uh, obviously, they've showed us uh, some snippets of other villains that they haven't revealed yet as far as like uh, who's actually playing them. So they showed us a little bit of Electro. We saw the the pumpkin bomb from one of the goblins. Haven't really goblin, hopefully. Yeah, we haven't really gotten um, like who and what. Like, I wonder if William Defoe is back as the, one of the goblins, or if we get. Yeah, I like my shoe if he's back. Yeah, if, where we get uh, Jimmy Fox back as Electro from the other movies. Like, you know, there's some up, there's some things up in the air about this, and I think that's why everybody wanted to see it. And I think they showed us the right amount uh, of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to keep us intrigued, and it looks really, really fucking cool. And I'm just glad Alfred Molina's back because I think. Um, of that original Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, he was by far the best villain. By far. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited to see him back. Cool beans. Let's talk Woodstock 99. All right. So it's actually a documentary that is on HBO um, about the Woodstock 99. What do you know about Woodstock 99? Uh, not much. I know my dad was at the very first Woodstock, the four-day fucking shit show. Yeah. So th- uh, this is very similar in the fact that it was a total shit show. Um and basically, they were breaking down, basically, like why it, it failed so bad, or why 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 was it such a mess, essentially, right? And um, 99's lineup included people like DMX, Limbiscuit, Corn, Metallica, stuff like that, right? And um, for a lot of people, I guess, kind of the general populist beliefs is that um, it's kind of the antithesis of everything that the original Woodstock was about, right? Uh, kind of tranquility, peace, calm, and obviously the original Woodstock was a shit show to a certain extent. I, I would say to a large extent. I think, um, and the, and this documentary kind of made a case for it. You know, we, we often romanticize it, but it was far from the perfect event, right? Um, so basically Woodstock 99 took a very violent turn. Um, basically coming down with the crowd destroying a large chunk of the venue that it was contained in. Right. And um, kind of just how the MTV era had kind of ruined the idea of Woodstock. And um, they even had like footage of like Carson Daly getting like bottles thrown at him while he would show up at Woodstock 99 because everybody was very anti like MTV. Right. Because that was like the era of like the boy band and Britney Spears and NSYNC. Right. Like so obviously when you have a fucking show with Metallica in it. And Limbiscuit in like the, the era of Limbiscuit when they were like the biggest band in the world, uh, people are going to react a certain way. And, uh, basically it kind of breaks down, uh, everything that went wrong from top to bottom. Uh, and I don't understand and I don't know. You know, I've organized events before. Obviously nothing ever to even remotely close to the scale of Woodstock, but I don't understand how these guys who plan these events, uh, how do they not see where they went wrong, <laughs> you know, like um, they had this dude who's like, oh, I think it would have been fine if this didn't happen. And so everybody's like, well, no, there was a lot of problems 
that you're just choosing to ignore. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, it was a very interesting documentary. Obviously, uh, we haven't had an event since. They tried to do it two years ago, three years ago, whatever, that they ended up canceling because I feel like every time the idea comes up, people forget about all the work <laughs> that goes into um, having to plan it. You know, it's not an easy project, you know. Um, just a very interesting documentary. Very well done. Uh, there was some fucking, there were some uh, pundits that they had, like talking heads that just made me fucking roll my eyes because it's just some of the, they just, they just spew bullshit. Like they don't even know what the fuck, you know what I mean? Like they don't even know what they're talking about. So um, I thought it was kind of funny and kind of interesting uh, and uh, kind of an interesting look back at the time, 99, you know, before the Y2K stuff and obviously the world has changed drastically since then. Um, but I think Woodstock is an idea best left in the past. That's kind of where my mindset is with that. Sure. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, um, cool documentary. Check it out. Uh, especially if you want a good laugh because some of these people have such bad takes. It's, it's insane. But, uh, yeah, very cool documentary. I definitely would recommend it. Cool. Let's keep moving. So, uh, my girlfriend and I watched a movie called Stardust a few weeks ago. Um, do you know anything about this? I do not. So, okay. It is a, movie in a fantasy setting otherworldly it first and foremost before i dive into it it was great it was excellent it was fun and it was a blast but something like itched me in the back of my head when the movie wrapped up i was like man they kind of moved through all that stuff fast but there was no like holes right Mm -hmm. and i was like this was definitely a novel right and so i looked it up and of course it's a neil gaiman novel but anyhow i just wanted to say that it's a fucking phenomenal film to watch uh it's on netflix so if you ever get a chance it's a good spin on like the classic hero's tale like it 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 fulfills some of those needs and necessities and requirements for that but at the same time it does a lot of fun stuff in between to sort of keep the pacing and like there's never a dull moment in the movie in my opinion oh okay so yeah i just wanted to throw that out there if you haven't seen it like i said it's on netflix movie's called stardust it's from like 08 09 ish somewhere around there all right cool excellent i definitely have to give that give that a look all right let's uh, (laughs) let's wind it back to to woodstock 99 yeah let's go back Um, to 99 real quick (laughs) So, Matrix dropped a new trailer. Mm-hmm. Matrix Revolutions? Was that it? No, Resurrection. Matrix Revolution already existed. I don't know why I put it up there like that. My bad. <laughs> I was like, I thought this one was already... <laughs> yeah. Matrix Re- Resurrections was called plural. Uh, what do you think? Uh, outside of Resurrections being one of the most overused titles for sequels in the history of history, um, I don't... I want to I want to see it because it's Keanu and he's a national treasure, even though he's not even from here. Um, he's Canadian, but um, there, I don't know what it is. There's just something about it that's leaving a a lot to be desired in my mind. Um, I think they just missed the opportunity to call it Matrix Rebooted because it works because it's like a computer. Get it? Like reboot, recomputer. I don't know why the fuck they didn't just call it that. Um, I know I'm kind of hanging up on the name a little bit, but. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it's the same characters, but taking place sometime after the last one, and he doesn't know who he is, but he does, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? Um, no Lawrence Fishburne, which I got negative feelings about because I like Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, even though it, look, it look, kind of looks like they tried to recast him as Morpheus, did it not? Um yeah, I mean, uh, kind of hit or miss. I will watch it because I stand by the fact that the original Matrix might be one of the greatest action movies ever made. 
and I think they progressively got more, they got worse over time. But um, but the first one was for sure was really really good. Um, and I'm just curious on what, where the story is going to go with this. What sure. do you th- what do you think? I mean. Uh, I'll tell you this. I'm really excited for it, actually. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, the last two are garbage or the last two are garbage. So, you know what? At the end of the day, the at the bare minimum, you're going to get Keanu whooping some ass, mm-hmm. and you're going to get some good fucking action sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if it was the second or third one, but that car chase on Second the highway. One. Second one. Dude, that was a phenomenal sequence. Sure, mm-hmm. the story got all convoluted and messy and stuff, but mm-hmm. that car chase sequence, you know they literally built their own fucking highway for that. I, I did hear that, yeah. Yeah, so... Like I said, at the bare minimum, you're going to get something that's going to keep you entertained for about two hours with some good gunplay, with some interesting, you know, shit going out and about. And at the end of the day, The Matrix, you know what, as deep and as philosophical as it tries to be in the latter two movies. Tries to be. That's um, that's the key word. (laughs) You know, and, and some of the points hit, some of the points miss. But at the end of the day, if you're going in for a solid action film, I think you'll get exactly that. I think you'll get more than you bargained for if that's your expectation. I think that's probably true. Um, it's just I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm and I'm not on the bandwagon that like two and three are horrible. Like I said, I think they definitely got worse. I would say two is still a very good movie, and I would say that three is a good movie. You know, um, but it just got really kind of confusing near the end. You know, I think that goes without saying. Hey man, I totally understand. Sometimes. You know the old anecdote or saying, I guess, where it's like you can't take back what was said? Yeah. Well, I guess that doesn't apply here because people do reboots all the time. (laughs) But anyhow, they're out there, right? They've sort of – it's there. you got to deal with it whether you Mm -hmm. want to or not. Correct. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. I'm going to go see it. It's coming out Christmas, so it should be kind of of an interesting time for it. But uh, I think appropriate time because I don't think we have a whole lot lined up around December, no? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously they're not going to do a yearly thing, but I think it'll be a good suited sort of Christmassy blockbuster feel. For sure. I, I agree with that. Uh, cool. So mixed feelings. I, I, I am cautiously optimistic about it because I, I want to cool, cool, cool. I know I definitely want to like it. I know that for a fact. So let's go ahead and move it along to, to a movie that you are excited for. <laughs> Bob's Burgers, the movie. Not so much me. I am a Bob's Burgers fan. Um, my wife is the much bigger fan. My daughter is a mega fan too. Uh, this is something that's been in the works for a while from what I understand. And, um, you know, kind of cool, I guess, you know, um, you know, Simpsons was around for like what, 15 years, 20 years before they finally got their movie. So, yeah, um, it's, it's good for Bob and his burgers that he got his movie, <laughs> I guess. And, uh, obviously it has some, some kind of draw and attraction to it cause they wouldn't make it without it. Right. Uh, you, yep. have, you have an opinion on the matter? Um, I have not consumed Bob's Burgers like that. Uh huh. See what I did there. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe it's time. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely, I definitely think there's some really really good stuff in there. There are some episodes that make me roll my eyes a little bit, but um, there are there's some genuine moments where I'm cracking up during some of the Bob's Burgers episodes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it had a solid run all the way through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, they have some really, really good episodes. Like the ho- a couple of Halloween ones were really good. So um, definitely, definitely going to check it out. My wife's going to give me zero option in the matter. I'm going to have to go see it with her, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, we have a lot of good fucking movies coming out this next month, man. Uh, one of them we're going to be talking about in a minute. But um, yeah, man, it's going to get interesting. I'm glad that the movies are starting to ramp up a little bit. Um, and yeah, 
Back in action, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, so Put aside $34 for popcorn and Reese's Pieces. Absolutely. Reese's Pieces, for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, speaking of uh, kind of a Christmassy kind of vibe, segue fail kind of sort of, I don't know. Um, Hawkeye, the Hawkeye trailer dropped uh, featuring um, Haley Steinfeld. I don't know if you're familiar with her, uh, but she was in True Grit. She was at the edge of 17. Basically, I love all her work. She's a really, really good actress, and she's working with um, Jeremy Renner in this new Hawkeye show. All right? And the reason why I said it was kind of a segue kind of sort of is because it seems to be taking place during Christmas, all of this stuff. Uh, oh, that's cute. Yeah. All of this stuff is kind of taking place during Christmas, and um, all of these shows have been very very good i know i say it every single time one of them gets brought up but all these disney plus shows have been fire throughout and i have no doubt in my mind that this will be fire as well um now the only thing that i am kind of seeing an issue with is that at you know in, in endgame i think we had a ton of great character development with hawkeye's character as he became ronin right um and as a dad, I could speak to that because, like I said, my reaction would be very similar to his. Obviously, he's a super mega badass, but I would be very, very negative on the about my viewpoints on the world if something happened to my wife and kids as well. Uh, he had a lot of interesting character development. And this seems to kind of push that under the rug a little bit. Uh, so we'll have to kind of wait and see on what's going to happen with that. But, uh, yeah, it looks great. So I definitely will be checking it out this winter for sure. Cool beans. Um, so we got a trailer for a move that we're very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it? No. I'm not watching any more trailers. I'm just going to watch the movie. Well, it's the final trailer, so there will be I know. <laughs> there will be another. There won't be another trailer, so that's good. I know. I know. Okay. But go ahead. Give me your review of it. Um, I will say one thing, one thing only, and I think you and I are probably on the same bandwagon. Uh, it's getting to the point where I think they are starting to show too much. Too much. Uh, just a, a little bit. Cause I'm starting to put things together based on certain scenes, you know, based on the other trailer and stuff like that. Like I'm able to kind of put these things together. Um, and I think it's a little bit too much. Just a smidge. Um, but that's kind of what I am going to say. Uh, all my, I am no less excited for this film as I was the first time we talked about it. Um, it looks very violent, which I'm all for. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be kind of my opinion on the matter. We have what, three more weeks, four more weeks until this thing drops. Uh, also on Peacock randomly, I didn't hear that was in the works until they dropped the trailer with it, that it will be available on Peacock. Me and Adrian actually talked about it. We're like, man. Do we just invite all our friends over and family and just fucking watch it on the big screen all together? Or do we just go to the theaters? And we decided that we're going to go to the theaters for it. Um, but Don't get me wrong. That option is nice. Yeah. But for a movie like this, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm sure once it drops and it's out and about, you and I will have a lot to discuss. So uh, much similar to that first one, the 2018 one, when that dropped, you and I basically talked about it for like an hour. Um for a whole ass episode. Yeah, just about. Yeah. So very excited. Uh, I will say that I feel like this trailer shared a little bit too much. That's my, that's my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Good thing I didn't watch it then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, speaking of horror, I guess 
uh, and reboots. I guess Paranormal Activity is getting a reboot. Um, mixed feelings about the Paranormal Activity franchise as a whole. I think the first one was really, really good. I thought the second one was okay. I thought the third one was confusing, and I stopped watching them after that. Um, Fair a, enough. And there's like a lot of lore there, which I, I know there's like large or sm- small creepy pockets of the internet that are like really dedicated to the Paranormal Activity lore. Um, and I think there's some good stuff there. But uh, there is such a thing kind of similar to the Matrix where of overstepping your bounds and trying to reverse engineer lore into movies that make it too convoluted and annoying. Um, and Paranormal Activity definitely jumped the shark in that regard. So, um, you know. Yeah, I, I have no take on the lore matter because um, I, know, I know I get sucked into that shit really easy. So mm-hmm. I've decided not to poke the bear. Okay. Um but I know some people like live and die for the lore of those movies, which, yeah. which I think is hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. Because you think like, mm, like um, I don't want to call it found footage, but essentially, right? Mm-hmm. When you think of a movie that started off as fucking found footage film, like what lore, right? Yeah, for sure. Like the, the best lore out of, out of a found footage is probably like Cloverfield or Blair Witch, in my opinion. I would say probably Blair Witch takes the cake on that. I mean, because it's so simple, right? Yeah, correct. Or, um, or like quarantine. I mean, there's a couple of them, right? Yeah. There's a couple, but that's not the first thing you think of. You think about the claustrophobia, the uncertainness, the, mm-hmm. the, oh, was it the camera shaking or was it actually there? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's, from what I'm understanding, it's going to Paramount Plus, which I didn't even know Paramount had their own streaming service, which probably mitigates my opportunity to see this because I have enough streaming services. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, I guess we will have to wait and see what happens. Hopefully, it gets like a, a wider release. Um, but yeah, l- let's get some uh, let's get some more hats in the ring. Yeah. So I guess it's not the worst thing right now. Once the once the showbiz biz gets back up and running. Yeah, I suppose more outlets for these people to release their, their stuff. I guess, but um, yeah, it's funny because I had a I had a scalding hot rant a few months ago about mediocrity, and now I'm just like, yeah, fuck it, toss it. <laughs> we, we need more. We need everything. Um, but yeah, so. Before we move on to the gaming section of this podcast, I did mention to you that I did have a little bit of a game. Now, thinking about it, or not a game, more so in a segment. Now, thinking about it, I think you actually pitched something very similar a very long time ago uh, on this podcast, where essentially you're going to take something and rewrite it, right? Okay. Um, now, what I'm intentionally doing is that I'm going to be doing sequels to whatever. Right um, now, because the next episode will be taking place in October, I'm sure uh, I will be rewriting a particular film. Uh, it is Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, so there's a couple things that you have to, a couple rules, I guess. Number one, uh, you got to keep the title, so you can't change the title of anything. So the title has to make sense. Number two, anything that has been placed into lore. At up to that point has to stay. All right. So in the case of the curse of Michael Myers, there's that stupid thorn thing that nobody knew what the fuck it was. Uh, that's in play and him escaping from the prison with the man in black. Uh, that also stays. So I've actually already started on it and I'm actually quite happy with what I got so far. I'm not going to try to make it super warty. I'm really not. I'm not actually going to sit here for an hour and a half and try to pitch to you my movie frame by frame. I'm just going to give you kind of a general outline of what I want. I want it to be. 
And uh, we're going to go from there. Now, you could participate in this if you want. Uh, you could kind of think of maybe something along the lines that you want to do if you want to. If not, this is probably something I'll knock out, you know, maybe a couple of times a year when we do the show. Uh, cool. And I don't so tell. I'm not limited to the same movie you're doing. Right? No, 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 no. You could do whatever you want. Now, if you want, if you want to come in next week with your own pitch for Halloween Six, go ahead and do that. Uh, you don't have to though. Uh, so basically, it's going to be kind of a, a like the, the pitcher pitches the film, the other person says how they did, essentially. All right, and, okay. and maybe maybe and do some comparisons with the original, et cetera, et cetera. So just to clarify, we are rewriting a sequel. We're not writing a new sequel. Correct. So you are taking something that's already existing. You can't like you can't do Hollow or you can't do Star Wars ten as an example. You know what I mean? Damn. You'll do. Well, I yeah. gotta go back to the drawing board. Then. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay, that's fine. So you just keep the skeleton and uh, do whatever the fuck you want on the organs. Correct. Yes, you have to keep whatever was already there in the lore, and that's why I picked Halloween six because I'm like, man, I had a good setup. Yeah, I bet you I could write something that wasn't totally trash because Halloween six was totally trash. So. um yeah, like I said, I've already started it. I've already uh, kind of pitched it to other people, and they're like, "Oh, that sounds pretty good." My wife's like, "Oh, that's really good." I'm like, "Oh, sweet." So um, the next podcast episode, like I said, which will be taking place in October, no doubt. Uh, I will be pitching to you my version, what I would have done with Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. So book it. That's getting done next episode. Cool beans. That sounds like a like a fun idea. I know we did the movie remakes with the twists. I yeah. had a blast with those. Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, I think, uh, similar similar vein. I think my favorite one of the bunch was Aladdin, but from Genie's point of view. That's that. That was a good one. That was a really really good one. So, um, yeah, like I said, with the pitch, you can get as detailed as you want. If you want to give me just kind of general general ideas, you can even do that as well. Really dependent on you, and really dependent on what you pick. So uh, that's gonna be kind of the deal. Cool. Let's talk gaming. Um, so the first thing I, I put on here is uh, retro game prices. Um, so I watched the video about four weeks ago. It's by Carl Jobst, J-O-B-S-T. Uh, the video is entitled Exposing Fraud and Deception in the Retro Video Game Market. It's about an hour long. Okay. Um, and that seems like a lot for a YouTube video, but knowing us, that's just scratching the surface. So mm-hmm. um, have you noticed that in the past, like, decade, like, you know, sealed 64s of, you know, like Super Mario World have been going for, like, 10 grand, and then suddenly it was, like, 100 grand, and so on and so forth? Yes, sir. Do you want the long or you want the short? Give me the long. No, I'm going to give you the short. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why yes? So, <laughs> so first of all, let me put this disclaimer out there. I'm going to give you a summary of the details. Mm-hmm. You should definitely go in and watch this fucking video because it is super informative. It is well done. Um, Carl Jobs is an excellent um, writer, documenter, whatever you want to fucking call him. Okay. And only give you so much detail from my like tiny little squirrel brain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Okay. It's so much easier to see it all up on screen and sort of digest it yourself. So here's what's been happening. The same motherfuckers from the 80s who sold quote-unquote collectible coins, right? Okay. They are in manipulation control of the retro video game market. Okay. And if you wonder why somebody just bought like a mint condition, you know, Super Mario World or whatever the fuck it is, for like $1.5 million, you need to sit down and watch this thing because I promise you... This shit goes harder than half the documentaries on Netflix. It is so deep, and it is so fucking infuriating. By the time you're done with it, you're just like, dude, what the fuck? Okay, interesting. I, I'm intrigued. So, yeah, I like I said, we we could spend two, three, four hours talking about this, but I think 
you should go and watch it. I think everybody listening should go and watch it if you have any in- interest in like retro video games and sort of the market. Because mm-hmm. we saw what happened with Pokemon in the past three years, right? For sure. Yeah. We saw what happened with. I mean, Magic never went away, right? Yeah. It just always been expensive for the nicer ones. But yeah. we're sort of seeing trends happen. Yeah. And now video games are under duress of that trend. Interesting, interesting. Okay. So, yeah, this dude is absolutely brilliant. Highly recommend the video. Highly recommend the channel. But I thought I'd bring it up because it's good fucking content. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I definitely cool. checked it out. Sounds interesting. Uh, next up. The new Call of Duty, uh, Alpha and Beta have dropped. Beta is still going on as we speak. They extended it. Uh, the short version of this, basically, it feels like Modern Warfare 2019. Uh, feels good. Gunplay is great. Uh, I don't care that they took liberties with um, attachments. <laughs> Even though you and I have a buddy that will take great offense to this. Um, but so far, so good. I-, I-, I like what I see. It feels great. Uh, like I said, they're on that same engine. And I've mentioned this uh, to basically everybody who will listen to me talk about it, is that um, I am the biggest Call of Duty Treyarch fanboy, right? So all the Black Ops games basically are like my jam. Uh, and I think maybe three of the Black Ops games are in my top five uh, Call of Duties of all time. Um, but I think it's time for me to concede that this engine just feels better. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it just it just feels better. I, I don't I don't know what else I could say about it, and uh, I've missed it. I like Cold War, but um, it doesn't feel like this, you know. And I'm interested to see what the polished product looks like at the end. But what I find most intriguing about this, and you know, um, because it's never been done before, is that this game, which is made by Sledgehammer, ha- has an engine made by Infinity Ward. We'll have a, zombies made by Treyarch in this game. We have the the whole ass trifecta. Yeah, the whole basically, basically, some might say the best parts of everything Call of Duty are in this game. Uh, Treyarch zombies is back, which I think is very interesting um, because you know people can say what they want about the World War II stuff, the zombie stuff, because I think that first map was really really good, and everything else after that like sucked. Um, I think it's necessary to kind of continue the storyline with zombies moving forward just to have Treyarch do it. Let's let them do it. You know what I mean? They got the whole the whole thing down to a science. They know what they're doing when it comes to the zombie stuff. And I like I said, say people can say what they want about the multiplayer. I fucking love the zombies in Cold War. I think it's fantastic. And the, some of the most fun I've had playing zombies uh in probably about a decade. So um yeah. Very, very, very cool and um, very interesting. Uh, I wish they would collaborate more on these type of things. And maybe we yeah, get, we, I mean, we're sort of at that point where everybody's had their uh, their run of the mill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see this cross collaboration at work. Yes, especially for that zombies. I'm excited. So uh, it'll be good. Yes, sir. So um, that's kind of my opinion overall on the beta. Uh, I've been playing it a lot on stream, twitch.tv slash brilliant villain, um, and uh, yeah. So I'm very much interested in seeing how how it, move, how it shapes up moving forward. Got a couple, maybe like another month or two before it drops. So uh, we'll check it out and uh, definitely have a full-blown review once the actual full game releases. Cool. Um, I read a cute little article about our boy James McAvoy. Okay. Uh, I thought it was fucking hilarious. So in when he was doing the um, 
doing the movie thing. Sweet baby Jesus, I used to be so good with words when we did this podcast. Um, when he was acting and becoming Jane, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's around the time The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion came out. Okay. This dude was hooked on the game. Like He would play it all night, get no sleep, and the cab would pick him up at 6 a.m. to go film for fucking 14 hours, right? Mm-hmm. And he said that at one point he had to literally burn the disc because he was so <laughs> fucking hooked. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious because you see James McAvoy and you're like, oh, you know, it's just like this traditionally sort of handsome yes. dude right who's yes. also an actor yeah and then it's like dude i fucking love oblivion you know no judgment <laughs> here i just thought it was fucking hilarious because we we've all been there we've all had for that sure. one or two games where we're just like i need more yeah for sure for sure yeah that's kind of funny he just burned the disc because you could take it anywhere he was like i know if i if i don't destroy it like i'll go back to it so he had to burn <laughs> it's like it. it's like fucking crack yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah very very cool interesting interesting little story when he said how did you find this out it was just like an article it just popped up on my feed one of these days and i was like yeah i like james mcavoy yeah i like the elder scrolls oblivion let's see what those two have to do with each other interesting okay very very cool so uh kind of a big deal uh the sony playstation 2021 showcase happened right uh so we talked about the death of basically the death of E3 as we know it and a lot of these companies are doing their own thing. Uh Sony's like not even close to when E3 happened. So they're like, you know what, we're just gonna do our own thing. And they actually dropped and announced a whole bunch of really, really cool stuff. Uh so we're just gonna kinda go in line um and we're gonna kinda gauge our interest in this. I know you're gonna have interest in some things over the others. Basically they opened up with a bomb. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake will be coming to the PlayStation 5. Uh, no date yet, because uh, I imagine that it's going to be a while. But how do you feel? Well, you know how I feel. I do know how you feel. Uh, this is one of, if not my favorite game of all time, period. Uh-huh. I do a yearly playthrough. I know it like the back of my hand. Um, I'm very excited for it. They didn't give us goddamn ounce of anything nothing but uh, holy shit everybody's freaking out over it yes um you know i, I sort of i spoke my piece with you about what i think they need to improve mm-hmm. um it's one of those things where it could be really really good and it could do the original justice because okay. i think they're going to go with the original story my hopes and intentions for it are update the graphics tweak the engine a little bit but at the end of the day, the OG is still very, very playable. So I actually do have some bad news for you when it comes to that. Um, they Why did they did kind of talk about it after the fact, and they said that it's not just going to be like a high-res version of the original game. Now, I don't know about the story. Um, I'd imagine that they keep it really close to that story because it's a very large part of it. Well, uh, I fucking hope so because yeah. Darth Revan was in the, the reveal, so yeah. it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but gameplay wise, it's not gonna be, from what I understand, it's not gonna be very similar to what you probably used to. I think. Well, listen, if they want to go Force Unleashed with it, I'm fine. Keep the feel, keep what made it good. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, and I think it's interesting because I think a lot of us, I think everybody would agree that the original Knights of the Old Republic is kind of viewed as like an Xbox game, right? And it was an Xbox exclusive. Yep. It, and uh, I think it's interesting that Sony's like, okay, this is ours now. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it, it's a, it's a quote-unquote PlayStation exclusive, but it's still coming out on PC the same day. So um, it, it's a bold, bold move for sure. And 
I don't know if they intended that sort of shade towards Microsoft, but it kind of feels like it. So. it yeah, it definitely does. So, uh, yeah, kind of a big deal. And they opened up with a bang. Came out swinging right away. Next up, Project Eve. Looks like a Bayonetta kind of style game. I'm not particularly interested in it. It looks gross. Whatever. Next up, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Wonderlands, which is a spinoff of Borderlands. Uh, yeah, I saw this. Yeah. Um, I haven't played Borderlands 3, but the one thing Borderlands 3, the Borderlands series does is that when they do a full finish to end DLC, right, like an expansion mm-hmm. pack, not just costume DLC, mm-hmm. they're usually phenomenal. Yeah. And I would argue some of my favorite content is in the DLCs over the base game. And this looks really fucking good, I have to admit. This shit looks really, really cool. So Yeah. What, now, the, so, only, the only problem with me is that the art style gives me a headache, so I don't know if I'll be, even be able to play it. But, yeah, I mean, fair enough, man. If it gives you a headache, you can't control that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it looked really fucking cool. They had baby metal on the fucking trailer. Pretty cool. Yeah, they did. Uh, they had a DLC in 2 where it was uh, Tiny Tina. She was doing, like, a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Mm-hmm. And so you sort of played as a character going through that campaign. It was really cute and funny, and there was a lot of good shit going on, especially if you sort of, like, knew your stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then at the end, um, like, it, it was, like heartwarming but also very heart-wrenching because one of the main characters in two dies Mm -hmm. and she's just like you know he he has a character in the dlc like in the dnd campaign Mm -hmm. and everybody's like like tina like he's dead you have to let it go you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and it's kind of like oh yeah it looks like they're taking that and they're making a full game out of that basically essentially was what it looks like so very very cool next up uh square enix forespoken don't know a whole lot about it all i know is that it looks fantastic and i'm gonna get it (laughs) <laughs> uh ubisoft uh rainbow six extraction i think we've talked about that before yeah we'll see how it goes yeah we'll, i um we'll i'm open see. to the idea we'll, we'll sort of see <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, in, I'm basically in the same boat with you and on that next up alan wake remake remaster it's gonna be good yeah it looks it looks great Did, don't know exactly who was asking for it but very very Can we cool get like a condemned remake or like a manhunt remake that would be cool i'd be down with I that mean, you know alan wake isn't as brutal as yeah. the first two but i feel like if you're going towards that territory why not i agree speaking of rockstar games for the f- 15th year in a row they're releasing grand theft auto 5 nobody cares <laughs> anymore cool there, it's it's the new skyrim at this point it's it's literally you're 100 percent correct it's literally it's, so i don't understand why they keep releasing GTA this game five on your toaster now yep great Essentially, I already got Doom on there, so I'll have to uninstall it. <laughs> uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. I feel like they've been talking about this game for fucking ever. Whatever. Moving along. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess they're doing kind looks of their good. yeah. It looks they're doing the kind of that Marvel Avengers thing, but hopefully better this time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's great. Blood Hunt. Um, sorry, Vampire Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is a like a. BR, it's already out on PC. I actually played it a little bit already. I'll talk about that on the next show. Um, on PC. Oh my god, I hate P- I hate playing on PC. PC is the worst. Um, so yeah, Blood Hunt looks cool. We'll see what happens when it comes on, uh, console. Moving along. Um, well, let me take a look. Um, it's a bunch of random stuff. I guess they're doing a remaster of the Uncharted Legacy. Uh, so like, cool. the, which is Uncharted Four, and the game after that, which is the Lost City or whatever the fuck it was called. Very, Why do I feel like these Uncharted's are going to get remastered every two or three console gens? Just because Sony knows it'll always sell. I mean, they're they're phenomenal. So I mean, yeah, no disagreement on that. Yeah. And like, if you want to, you know, just double the graphic fidelity every fucking decade. 
fine with me, right? But it's yeah. just like, how many times are you going to milk this cow? Hey, man. It's better than them potentially trying to do a Last of Us 3. We're not going to talk about it, Gabe. We're moving on. <laughs> it's already in the works. I don't want to talk about it. We're moving on. Oh, really quick. Um, I watched an interview with uh, the found, one of the founding members of Naughty Dog when mm-hmm. he did uh, Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Um, as somebody who does software for a living, he is an absolute fucking madman. Like, yeah. I'll, I will send you the video. But this dude, mad genius. Yeah, I, mean, I bet. Mad genius. Like this, the PS One didn't even come out yet, and he had already hacked it. <laughs> like that's how that's how insanely good this dude is. Very very cool. Uh, so yeah, next up, kind of a surprise inside me at game working on a Wolverine game. Uh, that looked cool. Little, little tidbit there that they gave us, but it looked great. Uh, and inside me is the same one that did the most recent Spider Man games. Uh, next I think up, it'll be good. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Next up, a game that I don't particularly care about, but I definitely understand the crowd that is in on it. Gran Turismo 7 will be out. Uh, kind of a big deal. I know there's a lot of people who really, really love the Gran Turismo series as a whole. And uh, yeah, Gran Turismo 7 will be out soon enough. Uh, and back to back with Insomniac, they announced Spider-Man 2. <laughs> uh, the sequel to the, the you know the original one and the that dropped last gen and this also in the same obviously world as the Miles Morales game which I played was really really good. Um, a little shocking that they're announcing two games like that in the same same conference. Thought it was interesting. Yeah. And last but not least, um, probably the game I'm most looking forward to, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, they dropped a full full blown trailer, uh, and sweet Jesus, <laughs> the shit, yeah. the shit, the shit just fucking hits, bro. It's hitting all the right spots. Uh, they're doing it correct, and um, yeah, man, I, I put a, I literally brought a smile to my face. I'm so fucking ready for this game to drop. And uh, my favorite thing was the uh, Twitter discourse over how Thor looks in the new God of War. And people were like, oh, well, you know, he's not like a shining, oh, you know, washboard six pack abs like Chris Hemsworth. And I'm like, yeah, and the Marvel Loki didn't fuck an eight legged horse. So what of it? Yeah, that that and like the, the the way Thor looks is like the way he looked in the lore. Like, you know what I mean, like that's how he looks. It's lo- an interpretation at the end of the day. Yeah, there's no for sure. There's no wrong answer here. For sure, especially because it's Santa Monica. Like, there's no wrong answer. Yeah, for sure for them. Well, well I what the, they did announce something that I thought it was very interesting though. Uh, that Corey Balrog is actually not the director of this game. Oh, who is? Uh, uh, I forget the, the gentleman's name, but apparently he's been at Santa Monica for quite a long time too. And he's worked on all the God of War games as well. But apparently Corey's working on something else, um, which I think is interesting. I, something more important than God of War? I don't know. But, but, well, you know, to, to be fair, I feel like with a project this big, the new guy would have for sure asked and needed Corey's blessing. So I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not worried either. But I just think it's interesting that Corey's working on something else. Yeah, I, I'm thinking probably a new IP. That could be it. Or maybe, I mean, if you're pulling your top dog off of your, you know, the fucking game that you, you, blew the lid off of 2018-19, right? Yeah. Uh, they're pulling their top dog off their top dog, then what is he working at? The new top dog. I think, I, I, call me crazy, I think it's the next God of War he's already working on. The one after this one? Mm-hmm. 
Mm, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting because basically they're like, okay, Corey, you've been pretty quiet. He's like, just so you know, he's like, I'm not the director of this one. They brought on the director and everybody's like, what's you working on? He's like, can't talk about it. And it's just like, damn. But like you yeah, said, I don't know. Yeah, Corey, I mean, I, I watch Raising Kratos as one of the best video game documentaries I've seen. And uh, obviously that game meant a shit ton to him. And uh, obviously whatever he's working on uh, is equally as important to him. And I am, he has like my 100% confidence to do whatever he wants. And, um, no and it's not like this game is suffering in quality because look at it. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit. <laughs> it looks fantastic. So I'm very much looking forward to this, obviously. so Did you beat the uh, Valkyrie Queen yet? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll get to Can't it. Can't wait to see what they have in the next one. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm thinking about uh, streaming uh, before the new one drops, just a playthrough of the last one and trying to get through everything before uh, the new one drops. So That sounds like a good way to generate views. That, that's the plan. So uh, that's what we're going to try to do. Uh, but yeah, over, overall, I would say that the showcase went very, very well. I think a lot of people feel the same way. They dropped a lot of heavy hitters out there. And uh, yeah, it looks great. So. I'm looking forward to all the stuff as a PlayStation fanboy myself. So, cool. Let's talk Nicktoons brawl. <laughs> so, why are they brawling? Hey, Arnold got that football oh head ass. Oh my god! So here's the deal. I don't know if you've seen any footage from this thing, um, but my fight, my designated fighting game guy on YouTube, uh, Maximilian dude, uh, mm-hmm. basically sat through the developers talking about like the game, and it is surprisingly deep. <laughs> mechanics um it's like it's in the style of like a super smash but the mechanics are like almost as deep as super smash which i think a lot of people would have been safe to believe that it would have been kind of this cheap real quick little money-making project turnover yeah Yeah. and apparently it's not like that (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna try to send you the footage that that he looked at he's like wait a minute what (laughs) like what what do you mean like you could do that in this game. You shouldn't be able to do that, right? Um, and I'm kind of jazzed about it. Apparently, it's coming out on the Switch, and it might be a fucking party game that I'll be playing for the rest of my life. So oh, yeah. we'll, we'll have to see what happens with Nicktoons Brawl. But it looks pretty good. I got I to gotta say, I'm, I'm excited for it. I like the prospect of it. Just give me Cat Dog. I already know Cat Dog's going to be OP. Yeah, right. Two. Yeah, right. You got two because you're fighting two of them. You know, I right. just, it, there's an inkling feeling in, in the deepest part of my bowels. <laughs> Where the cat dog was born. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so definitely willing to check that out. Moving along. Good stuff. Let's talk music news and reviews. We got a, we got a little section today. Um, before we dive in, uh, I had the pleasure of recording the live set for Silent Planet and Motives on Thursday at the Foundry. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have those up as soon as Leo sends me the, the audio mix. Mm-hmm. But shout out to my lovely girlfriend, Isa. Shout out to my boy, Greg, because mm-hmm. they dealt with me on a five and a half hour drive and they definitely fucking helped out a fuck ton. I literally, while Slime Planet was playing, my battery was on like its last limb and I texted Isa. I was like, hey, I need you to grab the fucking case and like run over here. And she just plowed through the crowd all the way up to the stage to hand me a battery. And I That's, was like, That's cool. cool. That's sick, bro. Yeah, man. Um, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you didn't have to worry about any drama when it comes to that whole situation. And I'm looking forward to seeing the footage myself. So, yeah, I uh, <laughs> I got motives multicam done. I'm still working on the Silent Plant one just because you know they played for a fucking hour and twenty. Oh my goodness! So it's in the works, but yeah, it was a good time. I uh, had a blast with everyone, and um, 
What else? Anything exciting happen? No, it's just nice being like buddy buddy with like a band that you like, the local scene. Yeah, that, and I hear you got another little project coming up soon as well. Yeah, Greg and I have our next two shows booked. So, hmm, interesting, interesting. Keep an eye on Gabe's YouTube channel for anything live set related, and if you got any suggestions, let him know. I'm sure he'll make a trip out if he has to. Yeah, tag the band too. Yeah, for sure. For oh, sure. really quick shout out to a band called A Moment in Pompeii. I caught the end of their set. Oh my god, stupid fucking heavy. Those <laughs> dudes are shredded. Dude's got like a snapping turtle neck in all the right ways. It's just fucking great. Not the leathery bit, just the bulkiness. Nice. I like um, it. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, they were fucking mean. And then Greg was like, oh, I've been listening to him. I was like, that's that seems a little out of your ballpark, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. Very, very <laughs> cool. I'm glad you had a good time. Good stuff. So Halsey? Halsey. You put this here. I, I did. This here. So I was going to do a full board review of her most recent album. And I know that's kind of strange, but the reason why I picked it or why it picked me, I should say, is because if you had to take one guess who produced this album, who would you guess? Uh, Will Putney. No. <clears throat> Better. Uh, the dude who did Subliminal Versus. No, not Rick Rubin, no. Then, no idea. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they they produced this album. Um, and it's kind of a concept album because I guess recently she became a mom. And she's kind of talking about like the triumph and tragedy of being a mom. Doesn't speak to me, obviously, because I'm a dad. <laughs> but my wife liked it a whole lot. She was jamming to it. Um, I will say production is fucking fantastic. Well, I mean, it's Rent Tresner. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not breaking any ground by saying Reznor can write a fucking song. The dude's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for a fucking reason. And... um yeah, it's just musically, it's very, very beautiful. And Halsey's great. I like her. I think she's really talented. So um, I like the album. Like I said, I'm not doing a full-blown review because I don't have the mental capacity to do that right now. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. Very cool. The women will love it because of the story that she's telling. So, cool. Let's talk some uh, some Zao. Zao. So fucking Zao, man. Some of the like the OG godfathers of like Christian metalcore. And uh, they dropped an album called The Crimson Corridor, kind of similar to the Halsey thing. I'm not going to get too crazy into detail about it. All I know is that I love every second of it. Uh, I just love the production, the the, the intentional production choices that they made when it comes to making their shit sound like it's straight out of 1999. (laughs) I mean, when you you have OGs that did it well back in the day, they're going to do it well now. And... um... It's one of those things where I was talking about like classic anime movies with somebody over the weekend, and mm-hmm. I was like, "There's a live action remake of Cowboy B Boy coming out." But mm-hmm. part of that attraction is that weird like VHS grainy yes, yeah, from it, and you can apply that same sort of mentality towards especially shit in the hardcore scene. Absolutely, and um, yeah, man, that they're, they're, they they the shit slaps like it's just it's it's I actually kind of it's kind of similar to Sanction to me. Well, obviously, I think Sanctions is similar to this out, but uh, you get the point. Um, yeah. It's kind of in that ballpark where it's kind of this unrelenting kind of uh, mismatches of songs. And, re- and in a weird way, some weird spaces, they try to get kind of more soft and tender, which is – I don't mind. I like a little bit of levity. Um, but yeah, man, uh, definitely check it out. If you're a fan of that style, which again, it's a very particular style. It's that early to like early ni- – or midnight, late 90s, early 2000s, like metalcore Christian vibe. Straight in it, it's it's you know it's fantastic. So there's what yeah, it is. Zao crawled. So um, like, what's their face? 
August Burns Red, sweet baby Jesus. So <laughs> hey, August Burns Red. You are fried today, spring. man. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's been a long day. I, I feel, I feel. Uh, cool. But yeah, for sure. Next. Let's get into the next album. So uh, the plot and you released an album called Swan Songs. Did you listen to it? I did. Uh, who do you want to go first? You go first. Sure. Um, so as you and everybody else may know, I was super excited for this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sort of hooked on Disposed since it came out. It's mm-hmm. one of four or five albums I gave a perfect 10 out of 10 rating. And, um, you know, I don't like to hand those things out, especially not immediately. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I usually give them a nine. And then if they mm-hmm. sort of stand the uh, the playback test of time, right, I will gradually bump it up to a 10. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't changed. Um, Swan Songs is an interesting combination of musical tones and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So let me start off by saying I do like this album. I think there's a lot of fun stuff going on here with the sort of the variety you get it's mm-hmm. like being at like um like at epcot right as wild as that sounds you get a little bit of everything in this album mm-hmm. you get a little bit of poppiness you get a little bit of breakdown you get this and that you get a lot of fucking sense but overall you're still having a good time right mm-hmm. um i do like it my, my biggest sort of gripe with it um and probably the reason i'm not going to love it is that it, it is sort of a segmented experience mm-hmm. um now i, I will say this thing is absolutely chock full of bangers. Like they mm-hmm. open up with a really sad song letters to a dead friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, face me. Love that song too far gone paradigm too heavy. There's a lot of quality here mm-hmm. and I'm glad they didn't take the easy way out with, you know, just copying and pasting the same production and the same sort of musical values from dispose onto this. It's definitely its own unique experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just wish there was a little bit more consistency. So it's a double, double-edged double sword, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I praise it for its versatility, but I also um, ding it a little bit because it's not a little bit more consistent. It does a lot of things, and it does a good chunk of them well. Mm-hmm. No doubt to that. Um, but I'm glad they've proven that they're not just a one-trick pony because – you and I had the same sentiment about Dispose, and then, you know, you, you sort of said it. I said I was super excited for it, and you're like, bro, like, relax. They have one S-tier album. And I was like, okay, yes, like, recontextualize <laughs> it for me. And um, I like it. It gets a solid B-plus out of me. Okay. Uh, I'm actually really glad that I let you go first because uh, I would think that my sentiments and yours line up pretty pretty closely on this one. Uh, now, what, what I will say is that it's an absolute phenomenal performance by Landon. Right. In production. He, yeah. He, his performance on this album should be commended because he did such a great job of, um, you know, bringing up a, a variety of different skills that he has as a songwriter, as a singer, as a screamer. Um, he really kind of puts his best foot forward. Uh, but like you said, it is very segmented. The way I could best describe it is like you're at like a festival that has like a lot of different music and you're standing somewhere between Justin Bieber and North Lane. And you're, it, it's, it feels almost like a collection, like a greatest hits, right? Because everything is so good and the quality's there, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't have flow between it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's not a whole lot of communication from point A to point B when it comes to the story that they're trying to tell. And I know contextually and maybe lyrically, there is a, like a tone that they're going for. Um, but musically, that tone is not there. It does not match throughout, which could be a good thing or a bad thing you know some one of my favorite albums of all time doesn't have a whole lot of musical continuity and that's a thousand songs by lincoln park um but um with this particular effort um 
I will say easily by far is their second best thing they've ever done. I could I could say that with confidence. Um, but it's definitely a step down from where we left off. Um, it's still a really good album. Like I said, I, I, I'll give it that. I, I, I could probably most definitely agree with you on the grade on that. Uh, but to me, it very quickly, and this is something that Dispose never did, it very quickly, especially that second or third listen through, fell to the background. It became background noise very quickly to me. And um, that's something that Dispose still doesn't do to this day. So um, not a bad effort. Uh, we'll see what happens next. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my opinion on that. It's it's really sort of upsetting because it is a great album, mm-hmm. right? But now, because sort of the musical scene is coming back, we have so many titans mm-hmm. dropping albums this year. Like Zao, obviously, we have an Every Time I Die album. And this next one, uh, Spirit Box. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's funny how long it took for you to sort of <laughs> get on this thing. Yeah. Right? I'm I glad, f- I'm glad I you did, it. though. Because I, I fought because it so you, hard. <laughs> you know what dawned on me today? Mm. I don't think the internet has been this excited for a band since Beartooth. I agree. Because, well, let's just dive into it. They, they dropped an album called Eternal Blue. Yep. It is 12 songs, uh, I think like 34, 35 minutes, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, you go ahead. Start plowing through. This so, is your band. really, the, the, the thing that I want to harp on is that Metalcore doesn't really have stars, Right. I think there are very few bands out there that legitimately have superstar quality uh, musicians in their band. I think, obviously, Ollie Sykes is one of them, right? I put Sam Carter in that same category. But really, other than them, we don't have stars. You can add Courtney LaPlante to that list. She is a complete uh, a complete package. And I think it's very interesting considering she came from I Wrestled the Bear once as, like, the replacement vocalist. Um and kind of took over and live, kind of working in the shadows of the previous vocalist before her. And, you know, obviously that band has since broken up. And now that she's got this project with her husband, who was also in I Wrestle the Bear once. Um, and they're doing this project and it's just better. <laughs> you know, it's just better than most things that are out. Uh, and for a band that doesn't have like a full length, this is their first full length. Uh, I think they set a very high standard <laughs> that um, everybody else is going to have to try to keep up with um, because the performance on every aspect of this band, on every aspect of every song on this album is God tier, just about. And um, to me, it's like up there. Maybe it's wrestling with another Titan, which obviously we'll talk about the uh, the year in review at the end of the year. But there's another Titan at the top of this list right now. Again, this is right now as of September 20th um, that she's wrestling with um, to see if is this. Is it the bear? Huh? Is it the bear? No. Damn. Because then, <laughs> then they would have had to say I wrestled the bear twice. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate. All right. That's the podcast. Thanks, guys. Um, no, but. Yeah, she's wrestling with a Titan right now. And obviously there's a lot, like you said, there's every time I die, there's under oath. Like there's a lot of, like a lot of really good. A lot of shit coming out. Yeah, a lot of really good music coming out. Um, but right now this is near, very close near the top of my favorite albums, uh, of the year. So very, very cool. Um, 
and they should be proud because I like like you. I think actually, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I have not been this excited about a band since Bear Tooth's first album. Cool. Well, I'm glad you like them. Um, I know I had to push pretty hard for you to get to even listen to fucking Holy Roller, the yeah. song that has nine and a half million listens on Spotify. <laughs> I was fought it, dude. I fought it so hard. I really did. You know, but sometimes you get into stuff late because of yeah. your own sort of, like, recognition and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's a very quality album. I like I like it. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, I will say, though, for a Sam Carter feature, I would put this kind of, like, middle I of agree. the road for the album. Um, and I, I just, I, dude, they just feel so wrong. Like, I want to vomit saying that, right? <laughs> but, like, I do, like, Silk in the Strings, man. Like, oh, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in this album. It's chock full of uh, work, talent, emotion, mm-hmm. fucking great progressions and lyricism. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those things that like you can show your non-metal friends and they'll be like, yeah, I fuck with it. For sure. And um, I don't know, man. It's, it's great to see that they're doing so well because I remember when Holy Roller came out and everybody was kind of like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. And now everybody's sort of like, this is the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's nice kind of seeing it in an agreement. And it's, you know, I say Holy Roller has nine and a half million listens, right? Mm-hmm. But like, for some reason, this still feels like a small band to me, even though I know they're not, you yeah, know what I mean? For sure. I feel like this is, this is a testament to sort of their expected trajectory. We can say, right? Yep. I so, totally agree. You know, I, I don't want to like throw it out there or say anything along the lines, but it, it feels like, Spirit Box plays their cards right. They could be the next, like, Bring Me the Horizon. I agree wholeheartedly. Which is literally the superstar, like, Mm -hmm. world touring status. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I completely agree with that. Uh, And it just makes me that much more excited to see them with Under Oath End every time I day. Yeah, should be fun. Uh, Which which is the reason why I gave in, by the way. Because they were on the the, 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 Oh, because you were going to see them live? Yeah. Well, you know, better to, to scream along in your home than to discover that you love this roofy band. Yeah, before I start fucking doing cartwheels and shit in the pit. And <laughs> yeah. Um, quick little segue. Uh, the Metro at Chicago today tweeted that Metallica is playing tonight. Um, tickets were $20 limited to one person, and you can only buy them, like, at the at the booth. Mm-hmm. That thing sold out stupid fucking quick. In an hour. Metallica. Yep. At and, the Metro. And apparently it has been where like... Where Knuckle Puck plays. <laughs> apparently it was like, tw- like... They hadn't played it in like 28 years or something like that. Where Knuckle Puck <laughs> I mean, you know, no, no, not to like... No, no, no not disrespect. to give them shit, but yeah. like just to put it in perspective. Like, Metall- you want to talk about world famous superstars? Yeah. Imagine yeah. saying, like, bring me the horizon at like the bottom lounge. Be Kitchen. Now. Yeah, the Pete Kitchen, right? Like yeah. that—that's probably the better comparison here. Well, it's funny because you could have give you could have given Metallica fans a week, to, and they would have sold out Soldier Field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and to, to to give them like ten hours notice, if that three hours notice to play a show at the Metro. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, go be nasty. I'm sure. I'm, right. I'm sure it's bananas. Yeah. Let's talk uh, certified bangers of the week. Sure. I want to go bottom up with this one. Okay. Silent Planet released a single. Um, I decided to see it and listen to it live before I listened to the album cut. Uh, it's called Terminal. Holy shit. It's so good. Um, you know, I, I know you weren't so crazy about Panopticon. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it's pretty nutty live. It's a fucking blast live. But Terminal. Holy dumb fuck, dude. If there's 
uh, like a sound, a frequency, a vibe that they should hardcore like nosedive into. It's whatever the fuck they're doing on this. <laughs> gotcha. They're channeling some fucking like Deftones. They're channeling like early Silent Planet. Like I know it doesn't make sense, but just bear with me. I love everything about this song. I love the meaning behind it. I love the instrumentals. I love the production. I love the fucking weird guitar feedback you get in some of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know. This is like th- this might have been their best single since Psych Escape, and that's a hot take. Mm. Okay, and and you know I love Northern Fires. Yeah, that was, yeah. Huh? What'd you think? I'm, well, I actually haven't listened to it yet, so I got to check it out. What? Sorry, dude. I've been I'm a busy guy, you know. <laughs> it, okay. t- it took me seven months to get the whole uh, to fucking Spirit Box for kind of long. Give me a break. <laughs> for real though, you got to listen to I'll it. Check it out. I'm gonna download it now. Check out the music video. It, it's a it's it's a longer music video. It's a little longer than the song, but it, it'll it'll tug at your heartstrings real good. I'm gonna have to download it right now. Actually, give me one. Yeah. Did you listen to this next one? Bring me the horizon. I did. Uh, Die for you. Go ahead. Um, it's okay. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, what the really the thing I like the most is the cadence of the fucking chorus. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That cadence is chorus. That's for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, let's you know, they're they're just like top god tier when it comes to writing a good chorus. I like it. Um, I like the kind of the uh, the contrast that they try to mix in with. Ali's screaming because again, like it seems like he's screaming at me, reminding me that he could still scream. That shut the fuck up, basically. Uh, <laughs> but it's like that dude in your hometown who says, "Oh, I would have made it to the NFL if I didn't tear my ACL." Exactly. Where, but he, but the difference is that he did tear his ACL and he is still in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that motherfucker is Tom Brady. You're living in the same town as Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, basically, and. um yeah, I like it. Um, not my favorite song, obviously, uh, but I I have liked the last few releases that we've talked. I mean, you and I wax poetic about the survival horror EP, but um, yeah, I like it, and I'm looking forward to kind of what's next. Cool. Yeah, I know Posthuman Two is in the works at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. It's fine and dandy. Um, I, I like Bring Me the Horizon. I'm sort of at this point where they do so fucking much. I think it would be almost unreasonable. To unlike to like love everything, you know what I mean? Correct, yeah, correct. Um, and I, I was listening to it today actually, and I, I just had this like thought. I was like, dude, their manager ten years ago must have been having a fucking heart attack, but their manager now is just like, go in the studio. I don't care if you rip ass into the mic, just make it sound good. <laughs> you know, just release whatever the fuck it'll sell. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I, you know, don't love it, don't hate it. It's there. Will we see it? Maybe. Um, you know, I, I've. You and I have both come to terms with what Bring Me the Horizon was, is, and will be. Correct. So I, I just I, I do love the sort of bouncing back and forth, the contrast, like you yeah, mentioned, not only in the single itself, but like from post-human to die for you yeah. to whatever the fuck comes out next. Yeah. I heard a little... It always keeps you on your toes, and heard, that's kind of fun. Heard a little rumor that Miley Cyrus is supposed to be featured on the new the next EP for that. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm so, excited for that. Yeah, let's see, wait and see what that sounds like. But yeah, uh, next up... Ice Nine Kills, Rainy Day. Um, first off, I'm calling bullshit just due to the fact that they didn't do a song about the movie. They did a song about the game, which is like directly contrasting their whole gimmick. With that being said, if I'm in the band, I'm calling dibs on the fucking tactical gear because I'm not putting on fucking makeup or a mask. Um, <laughs> and number three, it's I. Yeah, it's I. It's all right. Good chorus. It, it, you know, it's <laughs> September 20th as of today, so the Ice Nine Kills dudes are going to be creeping around your block. Correct. So just uh, leave leave your $50 for the uh, 
for the record and the fucking t-shirt to come in the mail. Correct. It's like milk and cookies for Santa, but <laughs> Spencer Charnas. Um, I, you know, we, we had a fun with sort of the, the last album and they're a good live show, but mm-hmm. it was sort of everything happening in and around the band at the moment. I just, I, I can't do it, dude. That's just my take on it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm going to keep tabs on it just because I kind of like to poke fun at him at this point. <laughs> um, and I do like the music's fine. Like there's nothing, there's nothing like musically, there's nothing wrong with it. It's almost like at this point, I'm just against what they stand for at this point. You know what I mean? Like it's like every day's Halloween. It's like, yeah, that's great in October, but it's not great in fucking December. You know, in fact, they hibernate from March till August at your local hot topic. <laughs> uh, shit. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's all right. The song's good, I guess. Um, my least favorite music video that they've dropped, though, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, and they've had some bad ones, too. <laughs> that's for fucking sure. Not great. Uh, so that's kind of my, my opinion on that. Moving along. Yeah, let, let's plant a seed with this next one. Uh, cool. We came as with Black Hole. Yeah, thank you. I, I feel like I'm. I feel like you've been getting worse at these segues, and I've just <laughs> been on top of my goddamn game. <laughs> yeah, we came as Roman's Black Hole, featuring uh, what's his fucking name? Oh my god, Caleb Shomo. Oh my god, I forgot like his fucking name. Uh, yeah, good track. Um, I think, and again, I say this every time that they drop me music. I think that they will bounce back perfectly fine from Kyle's passing. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think that that was three years ago. Yeah, I think they're going to do just fine without him. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, y- you know, it, it's we've seen bands take hits like that and never recover. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that they can continually write, improve, and innovate on their own sound. Because as much as everybody loves to, to plant a seed, it's not the same band anymore. It's sure, not. they'll play the songs, but they've sort of matured. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that in what they lay down in the studio and um keep an eye out for them man they're it's, gonna be around it's definitely a much more mature effort than anything they've done the last couple I mean, of shit, dude, they were what 17 18 19 probably yeah so you know so to be yeah expected. for sure for sure down jazz album soon <clears throat> right absolutely so i believe that was episode oh, one last oh, one oh, last thing oh okay um new devil wears prada song coming out soon i heard um and then Jeremy said, "Oh, it's not just the song." So, I think they did a little more than Z two in the studio, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I I would hope so. If somebody's like, "Okay, they're like, okay, I'm really excited for it, but can I please get my my Z two vinyl?" Because <laughs> you know they were so they were so backed up. The artist, somebody's like, "We're working on it." I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. I do. But, yeah. I do have mine. So, so that's all that matters. Yeah, I I had a record come in that I bought a year ago. Yeah. Um. And they, my buddy Ahmad ordered a copy as well. Now I ordered mine probably two weeks before he did, but clearly they shipped them out in alphabetical order because my last name starts with a fucking W and his initials are AA. And I'm just like, why did you get yours a whole six weeks before I got mine? I'm going to strangle you. So yeah, mine came in like a few days ago. His came in like the beginning of August. Very, very cool. That's funny, actually. All right. Well, I believe that was episode 173. 173 of the second city kids podcast we'll see you back next time for episode 174 and yeah like i said it's going to be that kind of our spooky dookie halloween episode with featuring my rewrite of halloween six and, hope- and maybe even a review yeah. of the new halloween yeah with that probably even a review of the new of the new movie as well because i imagine it'd probably be about a month from now and yeah that lines up so 
Uh, thank you guys for joining us this time on the Sega City Kids podcast, and we will indeed see you next time. Deuces.